0: Hello, and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where 220 something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, everyone. We're back. Hello, hello. We got so much to talk about this week. We um, obviously, unless you live under a rock, you know that the U.S. men's national team World Cup roster was dropped. Um, For us earlier this evening, by the time you're listening to this, it will have been yesterday. Um, But we're going to talk about that towards the end of the episode because God knows the rants we're going to end up on with that. Um, Before we get to that, we are going to sort of do our our usual recap of the Premier League um, as well as a couple notable results from around Europe. Um, We're actually going to touch on an MLS game for once. Kill Um, us.
1: Kill us both
0: before we do that, please. And um, I think last but not least, we'll discuss the uh, Caribou Cup, the league, the EFL League Cup um, results from today. There is one more game to be played tomorrow, but we will talk. Um, I think a lot of the notable results were today. I didn't um, even know
1: that was happening today until it was over. So that's how much, you know, I care about the Caribou Cup, apparently.
0: Well, um I think I only really knew because he was playing Chelsea. Um, yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Anyway, Arsenal so lost, so who cares?
0: Good. However, we'll get to that, sorry. Um, but let's we start will, with the Premier League. We will get to that. Um, yeah, we, it was honestly a pretty eventful weekend in the Premier Another League. A a couple busy big weekend. Yeah, a couple big um, sort of notable games, but actually some not as, you know, obviously notable games that ended up kind of crazy. Um, we can start with the first game on the list being Leeds Bournemouth. Could I say, um, I turned this game yeah. on
1: like around halftime
0: being like mm-hmm. i
1: think it was 2-1 and i was like oh mm-hmm. i'll put something on in the background this game may have been one of the most entertaining games of the entire season yeah it was
0: um crazy chaos i was not watching this game because city played at the same time um and we'll talk about the city game momentarily but um i have gone back and watched the like 30 minute version of the game or whatever yeah, like the the what are they ninety thirty whatever they call extended. Um, oh yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, um, and yeah, goddamn, goddamn. Uh, leads went down. Leads went down three <laughs> one. I think it three one. I think it they was. went down three one. They did. Yeah, go down. I know they went down three one. They went down three one and came back to win four three. Yeah, this team is bananas. This team I honestly, is bananas. I, I actually
1: honestly think that this is the only way they're able to win. I will also I say I kind of agree. Them playing at home, I Ellen Road like sometimes like crowd noise gets muted a little bit like in like the transfer through like the feed. Mm-hmm. Ellen Road was probably the loudest I've heard a football stadium in a really long time.
0: Ellen Road
1: is massive. Ellen Road
0: is one of those places, like, outside of teams I actively, uh, like, consider myself a supporter of, Ellen Road might be top of my list in, like, places I would like to see a game.
1: There's something like, about obviously- a slightly smaller stadium that you just feel like, I almost feel like it's, like, it was, like, vibrating. Like, yeah, like, called. it's
0: obviously, like, outside of, like, you know... Dortmund at home, which is said to be arguably the best. Look, I already have it done for to you to go see City per Dortmund
1: in Dortmund.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously I would love to see a game with the Etiad. I would love to go to the Camp New. Like, well, I've been to the Camp New, but see a game at Camp New. I would love um, to see a game there. I uh, I, I was across you know, the street. I, but those are the, the three teams like I support. Those were our teams I support. <laughs> um Whereas, like, while I like Leeds and I generally want them to do well, I would not consider myself a Leeds supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would love to go see a game at Island Road. Yeah, yeah it'd be crazy. Um, but anyway, I, I think there's something to be – there's something really interesting at going on at Leeds um, in the sense that I feel like these guys really love Jesse Marsh. Yeah. In obviously they always gonna wanna win. Obviously. They always wanna win. Obviously, they always want to play their best. But there's something about the fact that his job has like low-key been on the line. And they like will not say die. Yeah. Like they are and I just think they buy in. And it's and, I, and it's it's cool, I think. Like they, seeing... they clearly, everybody buys in to Jesse Marsh, and that's... Yeah, cool. I'm seeing, like, early... Um,
1: I'm seeing, like, early kind of signs about how Arsenal bought into Arteta, honestly. Um, yeah. Or just the I willingness hope- to give time, and I my fingers are crossed, and I really hope that Leeds just gives the time that's needed. I agree.
0: I really hope, but I think these wins... Help buy him the time. Oh, absolutely. You know I, I mean, mean like, like, I mean, fans at so,
1: Arsenal were hating on Arteta for like two years, right? Like, up until this yeah. season, I think a decent subset of people are like, Dear Lord, like, what the hell is going on? You just got to give him yeah. time. And I feel like we've talked about that a lot about just giving managers
0: with a variety of managers. Yeah, we've discussed yeah. that. Um, but I hope that they at least. Jesse gets through the season and I we'll, just, um, well, I
1: don't want to say anything. Who knows I think what happens post
0: World Cup? But obviously I feel like he he's will. now safe until, you know, given these last two results, he's obviously now safe through the World Cup. And yeah. I think his fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, his first game back in the Premier League is City. Huh. Um so but honestly, I don't think anybody who knows. Yes, who knows? But also, I don't think anybody expects... Nobody would be, like, upset for them to not get a result um, against City. Yeah. So, anyway. Leeds are just a fun... Honestly, they're a fun team to watch. um, Especially if you're not... If you, like, are rooting for them, but you're not, like, so invested that it's going to ruin your day if they don't win. Or if they're going to, like, send you into heart palpitations. Yes. But, like... I think
1: I would hate being a Leeds fan. However, I thoroughly enjoy rooting for
0: Leeds. I agree.
1: But I think I agree. would
0: die. It would be so stressful. And it, would be, like,
1: it would be so frustrating, too. I'm like, why? Like, why are you doing this?
0: Yeah, Allie, girl, poor one out for you.
1: Look, I know cause... that we may have told you to be a Leeds fan, but so she owns.
0: She owns, you know, she owns two kits now. Yeah, I know. she got the home kit. She's become a full-ass fan.
1: We do respect
0: And appreciate. We've, uh, yeah, but anyway, I think that's all. There's nothing really else to talk about with Leeds other than the fact that, like, damn, it was Um, fun. It was, it was a great. It was a very good game. Okay, yeah. Moving on uh, to City, yeah, to City Fulham, which played at the same time, but was a very different game. Um, Yeah, it started off looking like it was going to be a city. Rashing. um so scored fairly early in the first 20 minutes um it was Alvarez um and then about 10 minutes after he scored Cancelo um got himself sent off and gave up a penalty in one fell swoop um we were kind of talking about this before we got rolling um yeah the red card honestly has not been discussed too much because city ended up winning with 10 men so it It didn't get talked about a whole lot it sort of yeah it got sort of the story is city won with 10 men not city Kinsella got sent off um but I think like you asked me before we started like what I thought about it like because usually I obviously have strong opinions and I said I think the way that I look at this one and why I find it frustrating is something we've talked about again and again and again, which is that like there is no consistency in right. calls throughout the league, right? Because we I've seen really similar plays, like really similar plays, almost identical plays get called penalties but nobody gets sent off or don't get called anything or like and so I just think that's what's frustrating about it I it's a foul it's inside the box I think it's really obviously a penalty kick in my opinion yeah I think the red card aspect of it is a little more questionable um I think if you want to go by like the very letter like the, the letter 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 of the law like okay I guess technically he's last defender and he fouls him so that makes it a denial of a goal scoring opportunity but uh, there's maybe supposed to be something about double jeopardy in there with a the penalty kick and a red card when there's no intent to harm um, yeah I-, I think he's clearly yes he's playing the player but there's clearly an intention to get the ball but whatever my honestly my bigger problem was it was the proximity of the other players I felt like they were a little bit too close in the moment I was like those guys are way too close for this to be a a red card obviously it ended up not really mattering but um yeah so my issue is not necessarily that it was a red card but that that play is not always a red card every day under every referee, I suppose. So I think like, if that's a red card, okay, it's a red card. Everybody who does that on any field, in any stadium, with any referee should then get a red card. But that's not the reality. And I just think that that's the issue, right? It's not that Cancelo got a red card and City went down a man. That's not the issue. The issue is that, We've seen almost identical plays happen without the same result. So yeah, that's all I have to say about the red card. I think there's actually a lot more to talk about this game, That the most notable things about this game have nothing to do with the red card, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is mostly that City, this is one of the best games I've seen City play, like period. Um, yeah. They did not look like they were down a man at all. Even for a minute, they did not look like they were down a man. Um, and then the midfield ran. I really want to know how far they ran. And by they, I mean, Gondwan, Rodri, De Bruyne, and particularly Bernardo Silva.
1: Mm. Bernardo
0: Silva, I think, g- genuinely, played about five different positions in this game. <laughs> he was playing like winger. <laughs> he was playing attacking midfielder. He was playing uh, uh, defensive midfielder. He was playing outside back. He was playing center back. Like the, he's literally everywhere. And Gundogan Reina's absolute ass off. De Bruyne was all over the field the entire game. Rodri had a great game. I'm, he's, I've said, I think before that Rodri has not had the strongest start to a season in terms of form. Um, and that's one that sort of falls under the radar, I think, a little bit because his performances, good or bad, are not as obvious. And, but I have felt he hasn't had the strongest season, um, sort of start of the season, but he played absolutely phenomenally. Um, I thought Alvarez was really good. Um, his goal was fantastic, but I just thought generally his movement off the ball was really good. Um, Stones, Ake, and Akanji, and Akanji moved basically to a back three after Cancelo got sent off. And it literally just didn't look like we were down a man at all. Yeah. Like, even a little bit. And then we brought on Phil Foden, um, and Erling Holland, uh, and Holland scored one that got called back rightly. So he was offsides. Um, but then, uh, Kevin De Bruyne earned a PK at 90 plus five. Now this is that Erling Holland then put away. Um, People got a little up in arms about this PK that was awarded to to Kev because he felt contact and went down. Um, yeah, did he was he going to be taken down if he didn't fall down? No. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is another problem I have. This is uh, once again like the like the reverse call. This is a refereeing problem, a player problem. Because at the end of the day, if you he did get fouled, he got kicked, he got his his foot got caught, Anthony Robinson caught his leg um and he chose to go down Kevin did the problem the end of the day the problem is if you get fouled in the box and you do not go down you're never not a hundred times out of a hundred you are not getting a call and you shouldn't have to go down when you get fouled to get the call But that's the reality. So people who are like, oh, he dove, he dove, he dove. I don't think, I think you have a misunderstanding of the word dive. In my mind, a dive is when there isn't a foul and they manufacture one. Right, exactly. A dive is not if you get fouled and you wouldn't have fallen over. Because Kevin O'Quinn is a big guy, man. Like, he's a big dude. It's not easy to, like, just knock him over. Like, you he has to go down there. It's it's the intelligent thing to do, the intelligent thing to do when you get your leg kicked in the box and you have possession of the ball. Yeah, is to go down. Right, the intelligent exactly. thing to do is to go down. And whether you think that's right or wrong, like morally, is not Kevin De Bruyne's fault.
1: Yeah, I. Th-
0: that, it's you one of the hardest go- things. Yeah, it's and it's something that like my sister used to struggle with a lot in sort of youth soccer. Um, And she was little, so it was different, but she would get the absolute crap beat out of her and not fall. And she would stumble, but not fall over. She'd stay up and s- keep trying to get the ball. Yeah. And she would never get calls. Yeah. Um, and we, we had to be like, no, you need to fall over. Like when they, when they take your legs out, Boss. don't catch yourself fall, fall. over. Like, yeah. Because they're not gonna call it if you don't, and that's, yeah. in my opinion, they should call it even if you don't. There was a really good, there was an excellent example of it for with Phil Foden years ago, like when he was maybe seventeen. Um, that How he do made remember a, a Hold on, because Sorry. I remember because you have a yeah crazy because I remember it,
1: when it has to do with Phil because.
0: Foden. Yes, I'm his mother. I'm I'm literally You're like, his, his mother. His, I might as well be his mother, like <laughs> the way that I remember. Sister? Older sister? He's my son. Um, yeah. Don't worry about it.
1: Um, I'm not gonna
0: continue. Sorry. I remember it because I remember it because it's one of the most obvious examples of why players go down. Um, that I've ever seen in professional soccer. That's why I remember it. (laughs) Okay. Because he got fouled in the box as he was going towards the end end line, and he stumbled. Oh, yeah. But didn't fall down and the ball went out of bounds. He didn't catch up to the ball, yeah. but he didn't fall over. Yeah. Now, it should have been a penalty kick because he should have, he got ball. fouled. Absolutely. Yeah. No question about it. He didn't fall over. He tried to keep the ball in play, failed right. to keep the ball in play, and gave up a goal kick. It should have been a, a foul call for him. And I just remember it really distinctly because it's one of the most obvious examples that you can find in professional soccer that of why players go down when they are get hit in the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think at the end of the day, this was actually a really, really strong city performance. And I actually was listening to a podcast today that was interesting. Um, <laughs> and they said, I think they said in 23 games under Pep, have city had someone in all competitions have city have someone had someone get sent off um in only two of those games did it change the result in the sense that the result that was so in 21 of 23 games city were either if city were whatever the result was before the red card stayed so city were either already losing yeah and then lost um and it didn't get worse like they didn't get more scored on they just was like they were already down one nothing and ended one nothing or they ended up winning the game the result either yeah. stayed the same or they won the game only in two instances in pep guardiola's career has a red card caused city to lose points when they weren't already before someone got sent off oh
1: which I thought was really yeah. interesting
0: that's interesting um um i just thought that was interesting uh to note and that i think part of it is the way that city plays and just how dominant they are in possession is that if they have the ball it doesn't matter that they have 10 players instead of 11 because they have the ball yeah so you you can't overload them numbers wise because they have the ball so i just think the it's i don't think i mean the city played the vast majority of the game down a man and they did not look like it yeah they so. also were playing Fulham. A- fulham's in the top fulham's in seventh place what the fuck really where they were at the start of the weekend i don't know if they still are I'm but so they sorry, were in fulham. the top half of the table
1: they're ninth i'm so they're only they're tied with chelsea we I- were
0: in fulham fulham, fulham, fulham fulham were in seventh
1: place at the start before this game I would like to give a full ass apology to Fulham. I'm really sorry. I'm half asleep. I'm, I'm a little bit out of it.
0: Anyway. I'm just sorry. Point anyway. I view, apologize. It is Fulham, but nonetheless, it is Fulham, but nonetheless, it was a really, really strong performance. I'm not City. I um, should I'm
1: not trying to take anything away from City, and sure as I'm not trying to take anything away from Fulham. I clearly just wasn't paying attention. So I apologize. But let's move forward. Yes? I got you. I got you. Okay. Nottingham Forest Brentford tied.
0: Nice. Brighton continuing yep. their good form. This was Let's another see. this was another late. It was another um it was a late tie for Nottingham Forest. They scored their second goal at like 90 plus six or oh, something like that. Uh,
1: yeah. I just saw the highlight of that. It's kinda of fun. I think it was an own goal. It was an own
0: goal. Yeah.
1: Look, sometimes you gotta um, score we'll... how you gotta score.
0: Yeah um wolves brighton brighton one three to two i think that one was also tied until pretty late yeah 83rd minute was the game winner Um, -winner wolves
1: had a red card too yes um don't know what oh you know what was it Diego Costa was that this weekend or that might have been last weekend no i think that was this weekend anyway if it was classic Diego Costa anyway that might have been midweek it, I think it wasn't this weekend, but it was sometime recently. I don't think we discussed it. so
0: I don't think we talked about it, but that was funny. Diego Costa got a red card at like ninety 7 or something in a game that Wolves played recently. Anyway. Um, Leicester beat Everton, Everton 2-0. 2-0. That was pretty – there was nothing super crazy about that game. I did watch most of it. Oh. Um, nice. Sunday games. You want to talk Chelsea-Arsenal? <laughs> I'll be honest. I did not. It was five something. It's and I yeah.
1: I'm it. I'm very glad you didn't. Um, it was seven a.m. However, it was daylight saving, so it felt like eight a.m. So it wasn't as bad as one might have thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. The scoreline is one zero. I don't think that really gives um quite an accurate description of I will say, the utter dominance
0: that yeah. Arsenal.
1: Placed upon Chelsea. everything
0: everything that i heard about this game is that arsenal dismantled chelsea and they were lucky it was only one nothing yes that is that is fully the case
1: um dismantling is a good word i think yeah i mean again we continue the form um we have been turning up against big teams mm-hmm. and Chelsea just did not look like they had it like Chelsea just did not look yeah. good I would like to say yeah has some fun in your face moment apparently Obama was on like commercials in Britain about like oh it's nothing personal like oh. London is blue
0: or something. did you see it did you see it I yes. saw it
1: oh I saw it and then that Gabrielle hilariously then tweets oh, yeah. it's nothing purple London's red or something like that and I'm like yeah. it's nothing
0: personal not
1: London is red yeah like that was... what did you think was gonna happen also Aubameyang looked awful why? in that game and went off in like the 64th minute like why is Aubameyang
0: talking shit why is he I talking I understand shit? that people want to I understand that they want to build hype for this game and and Chelsea obviously like can perform better than they are right now yeah But, like, with the form that Arsenal is in versus the form that Chelsea is in. Like, that just seems like setting yourself up for, like, being brutalized online. Yeah. I don't know. Just me. Anyways.
1: Anyway, um, fun. It was... um that was a little bit of a cherry on top being like a little bit of a screw you to Obama. We definitely do not need you clearly yeah. to be doing better than we ever were with you. Um, yep. But along those lines, I just wanted to know, um, cause we talked about it last week, being unsure about soccer soccer played. He's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Shouldn't be fine, a worry that's... for England um, injury. wise um, So that's just good news for England considering the state of their team. Um, but besides that, no everyone. Sometimes you just got to find a goal in like the ugliest of manners, which it kind of was mm-hmm. what Arsenal did. Um, I would I again I would like to see more production. Gabriel Jesus hasn't scored in a hot sec. He should have had one in the first half on a header. It's not something to be like worried about, but like.
0: Here's what I will say. Again, and I think I've said it a, a little bit before, but arsenal right now remind me quite a bit yes. of city from a couple years ago yes I, in the yes. sense where they absolutely dismantle and dominate teams and then sometimes have trouble scoring and then in oh. other games score a ton of goals like uh, it's, it's and almost, no- it's
1: an almost identical blueprint too because they play in such similar ways like it just feels yeah. like they're like two like yeah like almost two seasons behind city and like a. Yeah, cycle or something, so I will obviously. be really
0: interested yeah. to see yeah. them go head to head this year, first of all. But then also as the next couple of years go on and, and the Arsenal players that have been young and up and coming continue to sort of mature and develop and and, and sort of this team finds its groove, I'll be interested to see how how the next couple of, of years go. Um, But I, I do think they do remind me a lot and from what I heard about this game, it sounds a lot like the type of things that people said about City a couple years ago it's, when they would be yeah. one beat a team one nothing and people would be like, Well, it's one nothing, but you know, it was a trampling, was you know? it?
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's right. And I think that, like, again, you're seeing what being an assistant coach under Pep has allowed Arteta to do. Dude, yeah, like I don't think, I think there's any really like, seeing... question because I think everyone knows and everyone
0: like gets it. Um, yeah, but you I think you can definitely tell. Doesn't. You can see the pep influence, but I. It's also not exactly the same. Oh, which no. I think is no. you know what I mean. Like you can definitely see the pep influence, like big time. Obviously, that's like Arteta learned how to coach from Pep. Like yeah, obviously.
1: But there's some differences in tweaks and here and
0: there. And, and that's what you want from a good so, coach,
1: right? So Yeah,
0: I think I, I expect however long he's at Arsenal, I expect Arteta to continue to do really good things. Um but he is he's doing good. They're doing good stuff over there. I will be I will be really I think it will be it really interesting this year to watch City and Arsenal go head to head because Arteta has finally found his groove yeah. um
1: it's so sad we've been deprived we're like deprived of it pre-world cup like, it's I know it, I know it was all supposed to happen that like it's it is sad and,
0: and it's also what, a little bit concerning because I don't know when exactly it's going to happen after the world cup and obviously we don't know what state players are going to be in after the world cup exactly. so it's just a shame it's a shame it's just a shame that they couldn't have played like
1: at- what i am considering like the peak form of both teams pre-world cup basically you yeah. know and it just if it, we'd
0: seen it like like two weeks ago
1: yeah it would have been, been like
0: fun. the best, time, it been it the best
1: time and they're just like I, I mean who knows what the result would have been but like you just don't know the state of teams post the world cup like you were saying yeah and, like it, they might not be full force like what if we get this game like sometime in like January, right after festive fixtures, and like everyone's, just, yeah, like, and dead. also like, like it's just it's it's an everyone's thing. people
0: are dead or or, you know, people pick up injuries minor or serious during the World Cup. like exactly you just don't know, you know, because I yeah. think a lot of people on your squad and a lot of people on on city squad are going to play in the world cup, yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot of them are on teams that could potentially, go yeah. semi deep into the tro- I mean it's hard to say we'll we'll sort of discuss that you know at, at, at another date. time yeah but
1: no but um, you, it, you just it'll don't be know. interesting yeah anyway that being said good job to arsenal good job london is red always forever and always um moving on london
0: can be red cuz manchester is blue um
1: <laughs> um it is definitely aston blue villa. this week because aston villa beat man united
0: 3-1 what the fuck? Yeah, I'll. Yeah, they beat the. They beat the. It's Unai Emery's first game in charge, um, of Aston Villa, and, and I would like he to say, trounced Man U. Man
1: United is one goal. Two funny things was an own goal. Two. This was yep. like the first game Ronaldo captain captain for them or something, and like yeah, X amount of whatever. Also, yeah. Funny. Anyway, yeah. Um. Also anyway, Jacob um, They got the own goal. Also got an actual goal and was man of the match or something king of the match. Anyway that's
0: hilarious. Yeah. So do that what you will. Um but good job that Astagilla. is that's hilarious. Um but they actually asked them to let man U actually play again tomorrow um which will probably be either happening or just happened or about to happen when this comes out but they are playing in the League Cup tomorrow. So we'll see. Whether there's a similar result, you know, four this days is like later. Who is playing, um, right?
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, um other results from the day at Newcastle beat uh Southampton Newcastle pretty pretty handily for one.
1: Continuing their
0: form. Continuing their run of good form, yeah. They are yeah, currently
1: yeah. in third um, and they are a point ahead of Tottenham. Um
0: yep. and they played the same amount of games. Yep. Um so so. Crystal Palace moving on Crystal Palace yeah Newcastle is in very good form we'll see we'll see how that continues um Crystal Palace beat West Ham 2-1 um and then likewise Liverpool beat Spurs 2-1 um Mo Salah had both goals for Liverpool Harry Kane had the goal for Tottenham so yeah. pretty yeah I don't I don't have a ton to say about it I don't watch it I was otherwise that's occupied a, so I watch it either I don't really have a ton to say I I think Liverpool needed the win more than Spurs did yeah I agree um, I agree that's all I really have to say about it <music> there were a couple other things I wanted to note particularly yes. um in La Liga Yes. Yes. Good, win. good. Because there were midweek La Liga games this week, um, so important. A couple important results. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Barca, Barca, much like City, went down to ten men and came back to win two to one.
1: Okay. Um, was okay. That game was crazy. Wasn't Levin? Didn't Lewandowski get like two yellow cards in the span of like um yes. like two minutes not two minutes but it
0: was it was more than two minutes i think it was about 10 minutes okay um still but yes he got two yellow cards in relatively quick succession um and yeah and they were up barca was up or i guess i'm not sure i think yeah barca was down one nothing i think actually
1: yeah i'm not sure right what the when, end when though, he got right?
0: Yes, they scored it the 85th minute to win um it was 20 minutes later so he got his first yellow card in oh. the 11th minute and the second one in the 31st
1: oh sorry i for some reason thought they were way closer but no That's they were close. Yeah. in the first There's half still, it's
0: still two yellows in the first half um but nonetheless uh, Lew- lewandowski gets sent off um Pedri scored right at the beginning of the second half um yeah. And then Rafinha scored right at the end of the second half. So it was a good win for Barca, particularly given that Madrid lost, lost on yeah. Monday. Now this was the previous match week. They have not Madrid have not played their match week 14 game yet. Um they play tomorrow. Um, but Madrid dropped points to Rio Valcano. Um they lost three to two i didn't watch a ton of the game but apparently madrid looked bad um
1: yeah i heard similar things about i didn't watch it but i
0: yeah so they play cadiz uh tomorrow and i mean cadiz is not very good so we'll see but I think, too,
1: I I really wonder just how much some of these players are like, get me through this week. I need to go to the World Cup. I I, I agree. I I feel like that must be the mindset. And again, again, it sucks. But I feel like some of them are like, shit, can we just get through 90 minutes and get me?
0: Yes. I also, um, I actually heard particularly that Madrid's midfield really, really struggled on Sunday or Monday when they played.
1: We were forced. We were forced because Philadelphia soccer team is apparently good. We were forced to watch an MLS game, aka the MLS final. This game went on for hours, just despite us for the fact from watching an MLS game. And then went our team African fucked up PKs, PKs and lost. Still,
0: um, and we and,
1: and the, I would so like to say, use, yeah I did call Gareth Bale, being Gareth Bale yes. in the most annoying of moments and tying the yep. game up.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um honestly, honestly, as much smack as we talk about the MLS. Um, and yes, it was nowhere near the level of football it was a pretty entertaining was, game. It was an entertaining game.
1: Entertaining, uh, but
0: bad, but like entertaining. It was, not, it was a good quality. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I watched three non-premier or non like European league games over the weekend. Two of them were college conference finals that my cousins were playing uh-huh. in, uh, and the third one was the MLS final. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'll let you. I'll let you draw the conclusions um, from what go. I just said. I won't say anything else. Although and I will say all three. All three games went into penalty kicks. Yeah. So imagine how stressful my weekend was. Yep.
1: Anyway, with that, oh, we will also say, forget- we will also say that Brendan Aronson's younger brother is headed to Europe. So hell yeah. yes. Very exciting. Uh, Frankfurt, talk, I believe, is where about, he is um, headed. Um, ooh, uh, in four years time, talking about an addition. Paxton yeah.
0: Paxton Aronson. Paxton Let's Aronson. go, buddy. Let's go.
1: I have high hopes. Um, Someone said you're better than your brother and I don't
0: believe it, but that's yeah. the rumor um i did i did like what i saw of him in the mls cup um oh, yeah. final um i will say the 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 toughest part for me in the mls cup final um was that um the manner in which they lost the pk's the philly union's first kicker missed because he slipped
1: yeah it just set the mood it's bad it's it's, it's a sucks, set of i think. yeah i i agree i think it was a mood setter i like, think if he hadn't slipped and he had made that it would have been a different i mean i don't know I if they agree. would have won but i don't think they would have missed all their penalties
0: yeah i think that sucked for yeah. your first kicker to, to slip
1: especially after goalie had saved the the one before that
0: yeah and they so. would have gone up yeah yeah anyway so oh, disappointing well. this cup final um for for but i mean i guess we
1: have to hope that next year we're forced to watch
0: it again yeah honestly well honestly i think i talked about this a little bit when we talked about them we talked about the mls last week we talked about the mls two two weeks in a row oh dear lord you know i am familiar or was familiar in my youth with jim Curtin. um yeah and so i'm a big supporter of his I don't want to say anything too crazy, but if we're not going to get somebody from Europe, he's not a bad idea for a future US month's National Team do, coach. I do agree with you, though. He
1: then also said in five years that MLS was going to be one of the top leagues in the world, and then I kind of was like, what are you talking about?
0: Yes, he did say that, but he works in the MLS, so I don't sure. know. Sure, sure. He's... Just- He's a guy I would consider. Um
1: I would consider him as well. That wasn't I actually do think I would consider him for national team. I would like someone from Europe.
0: But I would prefer someone who coaches in Europe.
1: We Who's not beholden to the MLS, we might actually see a good yeah. team for once. Anyway. Absolutely.
0: A hundred percent I agree. But I think that Jim Curtin has done a really good job in sort of with what he's had in the at the Philadelphia Union and sort of I agree creating a team um and building something fairly successful. So I wouldn't it's something that people the chatter is there about it. I'm not the first person to say it. I saw it somewhere in Twitter and was like, huh, interesting. Um yeah. so just turn it out there. Yeah. That's somebody who I think definitely If Burhalter either voluntarily leaves or is fired following the World Cup, I think that is someone who will be in the conversation.
1: I agree, I fully agree.
0: Yeah, that's all I got. Going back to England for a second, they the League Cup um played today. London teams did not have the best of time. Everyone lost
1: Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal. I will say for Arsenal, I mean, if you look at the like roster we put out, like we weren't really trying to. I mean, I'm not no. say we're trying to win, but very clearly are prioritizing the Premier League right now, which honestly. I'm fine with go having one less competition to have to worry about. Yeah, like sorry, Caribou Cup, but like you're kind of the bottom of the list.
0: So yeah, I, um, to, go through, to go through to go through the sort of results generally. Um, Bournemouth beat Everton yesterday for one. Leicester beat Newport County three nothing, which obviously they're expecting to do that. Um, not in the Premier League, but I like to give them a shout out anyway because the company is their coach. Burnley beat um, beat their opponent yesterday. Brentford yes. actually lost on PKs yes uh, yesterday to, to a second Gilling league team. Yeah, yeah. Who is yeah?
1: Again, I I also football, who
0: are in football league two. So yeah. you know,
1: again, these competitions are fun because the bigger teams tend to not always play their best players, and then you get these fun stories of yeah. these teams and.
0: Um, that is one of the fun Leeds, reasons that they're fun. Leeds and Wolves played today. Leeds lost 1-0, um, which actually, given the way the Leeds has been leaking goals recently, is nice that they only conceded one goal, even though yeah. they lost overall. Um, Nottingham Forest had a red card and still beat Tottenham 2-0. Um, yeah, yikes. So, And I mean, like, yeah, looking at, uh, but I'm like looking at their Tottenham's roster. Tottenham, other than the fact that they're missing Song, they—it's yeah. mostly their. You know, Kane started, goyberg started, Dyer, Sanchez, and Gray, Cessignon. Like, it's not like where Charlison came in. You know, it, it's not like a fully second-rate lineup. So I, they just got beat. um Arsenal, like you said, lost 3-1 to Brighton. I will say Brighton is pretty good, yeah. I think. Um, But still, Arsenal, you know, like you said, Arsenal didn't play a full lineup, but I think oh. Arsenal still would have liked to have, have won that game, obviously. I, I
1: think so, too. I'm um, not, yeah, I think they were probably intending to. I think that who they played, I was fine with because I would rather us win our Premier League game this weekend. Right.
0: So. right um southampton beat sheffield wednesday in pks they went to six kickers so many Um, of these games went to pks yeah um because west ham lost to blackburn rovers in pks i don't know how many kickers they went to but blackburn won 10 to 9 so i don't know if they went to 10 kickers and they just you know or what but um newcastle beat crystal palace on pks three to two uh liverpool just squeaked one out with derby county they went to pks yeah. um they also won three to two on pks they will have been i not knowing anything about the game liverpool have to be disappointed that they didn't put that one away in regular time i mean i assume um, so yeah especially considering city uh played chelsea city put out their second 11. they put out their second 11 um for the most part, but at the same time, City's second 11 is... Good. Graylish, Cole Palmer, Yulian Alvarez, Jack Graylish, Goodelan. Sergio Gomez, Enrico Lewis. Like, (laughs) like, City's, like, yes, City's bench today was Phillips, Stones, Ake, Holland, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Akanji, Ederson, and Foden. So... Yeah, De Bruyne, Holland, and Foden—I, which I think are pretty, th- the arguably the three best players, definitely three of City's five best players didn't see the field at all. Um, City won two nothing. It was, uh, Riyad Mahrez scored a pretty nice free kick, and then Alvarez, um, had to go to run at the end there. Um, overall, I i kind of half watched the game because honestly chelsea i didn't feel like chelsea had some good opportunities early um and then that was kind of it chelsea i felt like not looked particularly good recently i don't know what they should do but something because they don't look that good
1: something something Um, should be done i do agree i don't know what they already fired their coach
0: so they they need to figure some stuff out. Hopefully, Grand Potter spends the World Cup sort of strategizing and, and figure something out um, coming back. But yeah, City City will be City love the the League Cup, the Caribou Cup. They they tend to do quite well in it, so they they enjoy themselves in that one. Pep yeah. a, a, Pep likes it because he I think it's Pep's. Pep uses it to play the young kids, the, the Rico Lewis's, or the guys who don't get as much playing time to see if maybe he wants to play them.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, somewhere else. So I think Pep really enjoys that competition um, for that reason. It's like a practice competition for him. Um, Yeah. So. Makes sense. He'll be pleased to see them go through, especially not having to play, you know, Foden Holland or De Bruyne. Um, and Bernardo came on late, so. I think that's probably the four best players on city right now. Um, yeah. I actually, there was a, it was a, it was actually a pretty good performance from city's backup goalkeeper, uh, Ortega, which is nice to see. It's, it's oh, always yeah. nice to know that your, your backup goalkeeper can put in, you know, a good, strong performance. He made a couple of really good saves.
1: It's um, always
0: necessary. It's always so it's necessary. really nice. To, it's nice to like have some faith that, you know, if Ederson went down injured, um, but he could step in and and it wouldn't be, you know, too concerning. Um, So that's that. Um, Yeah. We do, I think, need to talk about, I didn't mention it sort of in my rundown at the beginning, but we do need to talk about the Champions League draw.
1: (sighs) All right. Moving on to the Champions League. um...
0: We haven't even gotten to the World Cup yet, but it's okay. Um we do need to talk about the Champions League draw which took place um, on Monday. So these games are not going to happen for a while. Uh they don't happen until February. The first leg of them takes place in I think mid February. Um so we've got quite some time, but there are a couple of really notable ones. Um the the two sort of headliner are, of course, um, PSG-Bayern and Liverpool-Real Madrid. Um, I think are the two sort of headlining ones. Uh, Again, like we were just mentioning when we were talking about City eventually playing Arsenal, it's hard to tell. It's hard to make predictions about these games right now because we don't know what the state of anything is going to be post-World Cup. Um, Both the cohesiveness of teams, whatever form they're in now is, going to be irrelevant in february i don't think anybody's going to pick up exactly where they left off in in you know late december when they come back um i will say it's worth noting that um the german league is taking off quite some time they are not yeah. coming back earlier than they usually do they are taking their traditional like sort of long winter break. break long break so they don't yeah. start up again i think it's like january 20th or something like that so is that a good thing or a bad thing where PSG Bayern is concerned anybody's guess Um, I've said it before that I think if Argentina wins the World Cup we may see Messi retire um, at the end Mm -hmm. of the season honestly it would not be the craziest thing in the world if Messi wins the World Cup and just hangs up his boots then and there Um, I don't think people do I don't think he's gonna do that that. but like but but it wouldn't I don't think he's going to do that. And I will say, I will it say. He would
1: wouldn't floor me. I will say it wouldn't be the best mic drop on his career. Oh my God, it would be career such It would if be. He's like, I'm done. And out, because, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I'm you out. know, like, um, valid, very valid.
0: Like I do not, I think, do I, not clear, think, I. to be clear, I do he's not he's think do he's that. going to do that. But the point being, you know, Neymar, you know, both – Any of their front three, Neymar Mbappe and Messi, you would expect at least one, if not multiple of them to make deep runs in this World Cup, because that's three of the sort of, you know, more favorited teams, you know, France, um, Brazil and Argentina. And I just can't imagine that. I also like can't imagine across the board these Champions League fixtures that we're not that nobody's going to end up injured after the World Cup so (laughs) it just doesn't make sense yeah like somebody's going to get hurt (laughs) so it's
1: definitely going to happen
0: I you know you don't want it to happen but nobody gets hurt but realistically somebody's going to get hurt so you know it's hard to make predictions on these fixtures obviously you know PSG Byron I think I I would favor Byron in that matchup um but only a little bit. It's when Messi's on the field, Messi is on the field. And the form that Messi is in now, if he carries that form through the World Cup and and, and into, you know, post World Cup with PSG, like this could be honestly, I think this is gonna be a matchup of who um scores more goals because um neither team can really stop anybody from scoring goals right now. So both of them are leaking goals like crazy. So it's going to be who scores more. Yeah. Um. So it could they could be very entertaining games in terms of goal fests. Um, Liverpool, Real Madrid is also another one that's really hard to talk about right now, because once again, both teams have uh, a number of players who could potentially make deep runs in the world cup. Liverpool obviously is not in the best of form right now, but we've talked a little bit about how Madrid is, seems to be struggling a little bit here and there as well. Madrid is, I think a little bit older than Liverpool. Um, They have obviously Madrid have young talent, but a core part of Madrid's team is older than Liverpool, which could make it more difficult for them to sort of run after the world cup. But also Real Madrid is Real Madrid. This is their competition. The champions league is their, is their bread and butter. They love that shit. So, you know, hard to say, but, two really entertaining matches there's actually a couple of other really entertaining matches um yeah, in this group agree. um Dortmund Chelsea I think is very interesting um, I am very excited about that actually I am too I'm actually more excited I think about Dortmund Chelsea than I am about Liverpool Royale or PSG Bayern because in those two games it's four teams it's a team I don't like playing another team I don't like like <laughs> uh, see, for me you know? at least
1: I like Byron, so I can root for them versus PSG, but I don't give a shit about the other three.
0: Oh no, I don't like I don't hate Byron the way I hate the other three, but I also don't like Bayern either. Like yeah, that's I, right. I hate PSG, so I will root for Bayern in that group. I also think Bayern will win, but I will root for Byron in that matchup. But I I like a lot of the guys that play on Bayern. I just am a Dortmund yeah. fan. So I no, can't
1: exactly. I mean they're they're easy to root for, but I will actively be rooting for Dortmund is the Yes.
0: Is the Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. obviously I'm always actively rooting for Dortmund unless they're playing City. Um but uh-huh. but Chelsea is a an interesting one because I think they're both teams, they're fairly well matched um yeah. in terms of Again, another one where both teams have a chunk of players playing at the World Cup, several of them together. I'm looking at you, Gio Reyna, and Christian Pulisic. um, And Chelsea has a handful of former um, Dortmund players, most notably Aubameyang and Christian Pulisic, um, as aforementioned. Um, So it's a return for a couple of those guys. Um, Dortmund have struggled in the Champions League the last couple of years. And Dortmund have had pretty inconsistent form as per usual. Um this always. year, but Why? Chelsea have also, but Chelsea have also had very inconsistent form. So I'm this could be a really interesting matchup. I actually thought while well, they didn't win either of the games, Dortmund actually played really well against City. And so I think if they put in that kind of performance against Chelsea, I think they could blow Chelsea up. Yeah. if they play that kind of performance. I don't know that never they ever say that you never um, know about Dortmund. you quite literally never know. Um, yeah. But if they put in the type of performance that they are capable of putting into of, and also like Dortmund, yes, both groups have players that are going to go to the world cup, but Dortmund has a couple of young talents who will not be at the world cup. You know, Kareem um, Mukoku will not be playing at the world yeah. cup. So yeah. yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more rested and this is another instance we're talking well we're also talking about another german team here um yeah where does the the extra rest help them does it hurt them i don't know we'll see um it's never hurt i mean yeah i would
1: say it's never hurt the german teams before however we just don't know but it is different
0: this year i mean it's a long time
1: for if you're not going to the world cup it's a long time it's a long time to not to play
0: yeah, yeah yeah um and it's a long time not to be... Even if you are going to the World Cup, you're still not with your team. So it's oh, yeah. a long time for the team not to be together. The adjustment so we'll, period, yeah. But also maybe there that could time
1: be Maybe it, it teams, might
0: be, benefit them. It might benefit them. We just we don't, don't know. know. We're going to see. We'll let you know in like um, three
1: months, four months. We'll figure long. it out.
0: Um, AC Milan has... um ben, or Sorry, AC Milan has uh Tottenham, which... Similar to the Dortmund-Chelsea matchup could be very interesting. Uh, Frankfurt drew Napoli. I think Napoli is going to blow Frankfurt up. Um, Inter versus Porto also could be pretty interesting. Uh, Bruges-Benfica. I think Benfica will probably take that one, but Bruges has been in really good form. And I'm very pleased with City's draw. City drew um, RB Leipzig, um, which is – there are Leipzig are maybe not the team I would have chosen if I if it was yeah. pick an opponent, yeah. um, but definitely not one to be upset about. Um, I don't anticipate another, City having trouble with them. Yes, if City, here's here's the reality of the situation. There are like two to three teams, maybe where City doesn't go in as the favorite. And I think there's only two teams where maybe City doesn't go in as the favorite, and I think those two teams are Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. And I think even in that case, maybe it's only Real Madrid. Um, Bayern's in Bayern's current form, because Bayern has struggled a bit more this season than so. Like City is definitely, certainly one of the most. the one of the strongest teams in the competition so at the end of the day it doesn't really matter who they play city i i'm gonna i there's nobody that city could have drawn that i would have been like fuck they're definitely getting beaten. yeah Or exactly. like fuck we're the underdogs like everybody we could have drawn i would have been like we can handle it there's not anybody in the competition that i don't think city can can take um nonetheless i'm happy for with a leipzig job i think it's yeah. enough It's enough of a challenge that I don't think City will be complacent. Not that Pep has ever been complacent in my life, but I think they're Mm -hmm. a good enough team that there won't be overconfidence going into it, but not so much of a challenge that I'm concerned. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's the good... It's a good... I'm very pleased with it for City. Of course, you know, as we've said for all these matchups... We do not know what state any team is going to be in when we come back from the World Cup. So, what is what state any team or players are going to be in? Obviously, cities talisman, um, Erling Holland is not playing in the World Cup, so that is certainly nice. Um, and I think realistically, there's maybe only a guy or two who's going to be – unless England makes a run, which I don't – I'm not super confident in England right now, but unless England makes a run, like, nobody in City's team is probably going to be playing to the final other than maybe Julian Alvarez or, or Ederson because, you know, yeah. Argentina and and Brazil. But it's only like – one, like, the teams where City has a lot of people are England and Portugal. And I don't think either of those teams, I mean, you never say never because it's the World Cup and you don't know what's going to happen. But but I I don't anticipate either of those teams, let alone both of those teams in the final. Um, I really think it's going to be Argentina or Brazil, but we'll talk about that at a later date. Um, We're getting
1: ahead of ourselves. And I know, I'm sorry. We still have a whole U.S. men's national team roster to discuss. So I'm so sorry for everyone listening. Um, but do but we have anything else? Anyways, to anyways champ- and um, any additions? I don't to think Champions so. It, we will again. We probably will discuss I think we'll, this post-World draw again, Cup again as they post- get closer. World Cup, we'll talk about them. Just happened
0: because so we'll have a better
1: mentioned. idea of
0: of what the teams look like. Exactly. What the teams look like post World Cup. It's it's yeah. hard to it's hard to judge right now. Yeah. Um. Um. And so just sort of before we move on we should probably talk about Europa League draw while we're on the topic yes. um I only know about one of them because I don't pay attention to the Europa League draw um but there was a notable particularly notable you know well Arsenal These... doesn't have a draw right because yeah they have a so of I was gonna say tennis, well I didn't, I didn't pay attention to this Europa draw
1: support. either because we won our group this is like a weird playoff thing where, like, the teams from the Champions League come to play like the second-ranked teams of the Europa or some—I don't really get it.
0: Anyway, we have Man United versus Barcelona, and then yeah, gonna, and some other in the middle run. of in the midst of this whatever, however the Europa League works. Um, Barcelona and um, Man United will be playing. I would not be feeling super hot about this if I were Man United. Um, no, I wouldn't
1: really either. Probably, I just think it's funny. Like, how did that happen? I don't yeah, know. It, it is, funny. um, it is definitely funny. There um, are some other, I mean, all these games are kind of like, oh, okay, they're happening. Um, I don't, I don't have no, again, it's the Europa League. I just find it funny. Someone was like, haha, a few years ago, this was the Champions League final, and now it's a Europa yeah. League playing game.
0: That is so. funny. Um, but but I think much like much like with the Champions League games that we were just discussing, um, it, it's hard to like make a prediction, um, on Manu, Barca because we genuinely just don't know what state we just don't know. We just don't School know. Cup. But, but um, um, another entertaining sort of matchup that that's probably a Europa League game that I will watch. I you know. want to know something that you're gonna hate me for saying? Yeah no i don't know that i've ever watched a europa league game before that is
1: i guess potentially true yeah well i rarely i can never watch the arsenal ones barely anyway but like i th- like i've watched pieces of them like i, like I have maybe you home... watched like a final i
0: don't think so oh i feel like there have been a couple I of think good i've ones watched recently. like I've been like at home and like there's nothing else on. So I threw on like I like I think when I used to come home from school, like when I was in high school.
1: Yeah, they used to I be just, just on. like
0: put on the yeah. second half, like the ends of the games because they'd be on Thursdays or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sat down and intentionally watched a Europa League game.
1: Well, you never know. <laughs> One day City's not gonna be in the top four and then you'll be forced to. Hi. I just said that this one's going to be my first. Oh, okay. Well, it'll be your second one then. Actually, there's two <laughs> of them, so that will be your third one. I would, hope, I would hope that if Arsenal is playing a good team at some point during this competition, especially if it's in the final, you would watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying I, like, intentionally never... Like, I was like, fuck the Europa League. I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, but I just why would you? They're at weird times. I just and, like, don't think why- there hasn't been, I don't think there's been a, like, compelling enough game that has been like, damn, I got to make sure I tune into that. I agree. I agree. I agree. Anyway, all right. We
1: just wanted to give a quick update because that was, you know, a big enough game to mention.
0: Yep. okay so okay last Um, but certainly not least not least today at 5 p.m 5 p.m eastern 3 p.m mountain time so 3 p.m for me um the u.s men's national team roster drops live on espn now here's what i would like to say um one fuck you to espn for subjecting me to taylor Twalman. Huh. Um I dislike that man only just slightly less than I dislike like Alexi Lawless and Carly <laughs> Wood, who I was also recently subjected to. Oh god, yeah. Um, so fuck you for that. Um, especially putting Taylor Twellman alongside Beautiful, genius, amazing, Kay Murray. Yeah. Literally offensive sad. to Kay Murray. It how really how is. dare you put how dare yeah. you put him next to her? How dare you? Um that aside, that being said, <laughs> I thought the whole like production of the thing was kind of stupid, I'll be honest. I think they should just drop the roster and moved on, but whatever. They want to make a production out of it. It's not my problem. Um, but let's go through the roster and we can talk about um some what it means what we think about it um yeah i want to just read i want to just read through it and then we can talk about it position by position that sounds we feel okay with that yeah okay cool so goalkeepers horvath johnson turner uh defenders cameron carter vickers Dest, long shackmore tim ream uh anthony robinson joe scally uh yedlin and zimmerman midfielders are aronson acosta adams de la torre mckenny Musa and Roldan, um, and our Morris, Pulisic, Reyna, Sargent, Weah, and Haji Wright. So that is our 26-man roster. I'm sure if you're listening, you've already seen it. Um, but that's the 26-man roster. Yep. You will notice there are, I think there are two, there are two exclusions that are being talked about Um a lot more than anybody else. I have a couple others. I think we have a couple others that yeah. we were disappointed to see not included. But before we talk about people who were excluded, I want to talk about a couple people that I'm actually surprised but pleased that yes. were included. Yes. Um, most notably, Tim Ream. Um, Me too. Me too. I'm very surprised. It's been over a year since Greg Berhalter po- called up Tim Reem. Tim Reem is had a fantastic year with Fulham. He so absolutely good. handled Liverpool's strikers. He's handled. He did very well against Cities. He's experienced. He's played success. He's he's Fulham's captain. He is Fulham's captain. He's played also successfully with Fulham for
1: years. Yes, Go ahead. I will also say him and Anthony Robinson play together. Absolutely on a back line together
0: absolutely and they've
1: been playing every week for full of like that you want that for years
0: for, for years, years. Like,
1: for yeah I, I remember like, we I remember us is... talking about Timmy and I'm like why yes. is he not in the conversation
0: and I understand his previous I honestly he's like 35 years old yeah or something like that so he is on the older side I get that but he is in my opinion in the form of his life right now um yeah. and I don't think I I was ninth in the Premier League remember he (laughs) absolutely yes he absolutely deserves this call up absolutely especially given the issues Mm -hmm. that the U.S. has had at center back I think it was a no I didn't I didn't think they were Greg was gonna call him up I didn't think he was gonna get called up I'm very happy that he did I am um, too yeah it doesn't solve the concerns about speed along the center backs no. but I don't know that anybody who is healthy in the pool was going to
1: no I don't to think be they honest
0: were going to. Tim Ream is not fast but team Re- Tim Ream is an intel an incredibly intelligent player and I think more importantly he's a guy who can I know we talk a lot about Tyler Adams and captaining this team but Tim Ream can captain this team oh, 100%. Tim Ream is a premier league captain yeah. Tim Ream is a Premier League captain. Yeah, like he He's he, trusted by a Premier League team he, to lead their team. Like, he is top trusted 10 by team, a, like... a Premier League team, top 10 team. You know, he is, I'm very, very happy about his inclusion in this roster. I'm yeah. very pleasantly surprised. Um, I think he just provides a little bit of a solidity, a matureness, um, and a level of experience that this back line really lacks. Um, and and like you said, the, the chemistry and the relationship between him and Anthony Robinson is the chemistry of a back line is crucial. So having the two of them play together week in and week out against really high level competition is very important. So yes. I'm just over the moon about it. I, I Looking at this lineup, I think he sh- I, he absolutely should start. But looking yeah. at the lineup, I think he will. Yeah, I don't, least... I don't know who.
1: I don't know who who is gonna be.
0: I another. don't either. Um, <laughs> yeah, there weren't. He's he's the biggest inclusion. There's only there's a couple. I think exclusions at at the backline position that I some of them I care about. Some of them I don't. so how much? Mm-hmm. Um, like Reggie Cannon didn't get called into the squad, which is a little bit surprising, only because of how consistently Greg Berhalter was Playing had been him. calling him up. So I'm a little surprised he wasn't in there, but I don't care. Yeah, I, don't I don't care that he didn't get called. Up. I if he been I, on the pitch, I, I, I was a little games? bit surprised. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um. Chris Richards obviously is did, did not get called up because of injury. We knew that before today. He, yeah. he, I think put out something yesterday or maybe two days ago, officially saying I'm injured. I won't be playing. I'm sad. Um, which, which is sucks. obviously a big loss. He, yeah. It, it does suck. He, he would have provided a little bit more speed along the back lines. Yes. yes. Um. So that's a little bit disappointing. Um, I am there was no shot in hell that john brooks was ever going to be in this squad but we've no. talked about before how he should be
1: so yeah. i'll
0: just say it again and leave it at that um a little disappointed not to see either either um one or the other of mark mckenzie or eric palmer brown um both of whom are getting very regular playing time um in europe yep not in top leagues um but regularly i think um Mackenzie is in belgium i think i think he's belgium. at Genk. we I talked about right. this
1: before and i think it um, is
0: belgium and palmer brown is in um scotland yeah um so you know yeah. disappointing i'm i'm disappointed to not see one of those two I agree. um particularly because there are two uh, notable inclusions that I don't think have any business being there Um, being of course Aaron Long and Shaq Moore um, I agree consensus I just think the inclusion of those over the inclusion of both of them yeah over Mark McKenzie and Eric Palmer Brown I think is really frustrating yeah I can see you know, Aaron Long has been in and around the picture. I think he's trash, but he's been in and around the picture, so I expected him. Jack Moore was a little bit unexpected, and that's frust- more frustrating to that's me. M- I'd rather yeah, I would agree to get a surprise inclusion from the MLS when there are guys who are okay, maybe not gonna displace Walker Zimmerman, but guys who are performing who are playing in, you know, high level leagues against European competition week in and week out in your pool to not include them I, for the sake of somebody like Shaq Moore is very frustrating to me
1: mm-hmm. but again I mean I'm not going to say yeah. it all the time but there is some beholdens to the
0: MLS I said it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the on. MLS tax as they say. Um a yes. couple other inclusions noting um I'm pleased to see Joe Scali. Um he's quite young, he's 19. Yeah. Um he's playing in Europe, um playing pretty well right now. Happy to see him in the squad, especially because he's a little bit more of a versatile player. He can play on either side. He can actually yes. play as a winger too. Um yes. which is nice to see. So his inclusion for that. You're happy with that. You know, yeah. not going to be a starter, but um he can he can coming off the bench in a couple of different positions or you know if they happen to do really well in their first two games and can afford to you know sit back a little bit against um oh, in their third game stage game oh, no. no it's Iran um yeah, in their sorry. third game you know that kind of thing then you know if if that were to be the case then you know I could see him starting in those cases but I just think it's a good inclusion I'm happy to see him there um walker zimmerman we've discussed before in the sense that i'm not a walker zimmerman fan but he is he has had really good performances for the u.s Men's National he Team. he wasn't gonna recently, not be on this so team yeah he's he's i think the obvious starting center back i don't really have an issue with it to be quite honest um in current form of center backs in the u.s pool, so nonetheless um that the last one is um uh yes was an obvious um jedi was obviously going to be in there um yedlin Mm -hmm. people have people have mixed opinions on yedlin yedlin is one of those players for me who's like fine i feel the same way about him as i do about zimmerman to be honest like they're fine there's not anybody I would – there's not anybody I feel super strongly that we should have taken instead of Yedlin, so whatever. Um, but I. it is nice to see Cameron Carter-Vickers, of course, um, which is another good European uh, place for Celtic. Um, yep. Player to have in the squad. So, I mean, yeah. Aaron Long and Shaq Moore are the big boos of the – defense one is an expected one is an expected boo and one is an unexpected boo i think unexpected boos are worse than expected ones but nonetheless um nonetheless that that. and then our exclusions there obviously being um palmer brown and mark mckenzie uh yeah being people we had hoped perhaps could get a call up
1: i thought Um, i thought mckenzie was maybe gonna be i
0: thought mckenzie was gonna get in, but. Whatever, we move, moved. We moved. Um, midfielders, not can we a whole go lot, back? honestly. Can we go back to the keepers, which we didn't talk about? Yes. Yes, we can. Sorry, Sorry. I got excited about defenders, I guess. Yeah. I got excited about Tim Reed.
1: <laughs> um, I, I think because so cool. I wanted to
0: talk about surprise inclusions, and that's how I got going on Tim Reed. It's
1: fine. Um, it's fine, but it seems like we're talking about position, so let's do the keepers. Yes, you're right.
0: Okay. Let's do that. Um, Zach Stefan is obviously a big... Big no show not in the roster yeah um I I'm a well documented Greg Warholzer hater uh. and I regularly say he's a moron and an idiot and he doesn't have two brain cells to rub, rub together and I'm not and I'm not saying he does but I understand why he didn't bring Stefan Mm. Yeah. Stefan has not played a ton because he's had injuries. He's not injured anymore, but he's had injuries. And yeah. since he's come back from injury, he has not found a run of form again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so I understand. Yeah. I mean, I think too. I, I don't mean, I know think if that... I agree. I don't know if yeah. I agree, but I understand. I think too, I I also think think it was really clear Matt Turner was the starter. Well, so I was going to say, I think,
1: okay, not just saying this because Matt Turner is an Arsenal player, but I think it's pretty clear. I think that Turner took the starting spot. I'm surprised Stefan isn't like, if you're taking three goalkeepers, I'm surprised he's not one of the three. Like, even if he's not number two, like you put three goalkeepers in your lineup, he, though he doesn't have the run of form potentially. He does have experience. Like, I feel like he's, yeah. I'm just I surprised, I'm I surprised think- that if you take three, you don't take him as your third.
0: I agree. Um, I think, obviously, Horvath has had some good performances for the U.S. I'm not surprised to see him included. Sean yeah. Johnson, I don't, like, know a ton about, other oh, than the yeah. fact that he is uh, NYFC's goalkeeper. Um, so we saw him get... Scored on three times when we watched the Union two weeks so. in a span um, of like five minutes, too. So, yeah, to be fair, they were not really his fault, but um, that's valid. His team just fell <laughs> apart in front of him, but I believe, I believe he was, um, he's well regarded as one of the best goalkeepers in the MLS. Um and I have less criticism for goalkeepers in the MLS that I do than I do for field players in the yes. MLS. I, I, yeah yeah yeah. Nonetheless, um I think if you're not going to include Zach Steffen as your third goalkeeper, which I don't really understand, but if you're not going to include him, if you want to include kind of somebody random <laughs> so to speak, um as your third goalkeeper, I would have chose chosen uh the young the young kid, Slonina. Yeah. Yeah, um, purely because I think the the raw talent on that kid, he could very and he's what sixteen something I don't like know, that. Man. He's He's, I think very he's young. like sixteen years old. Yeah. I think he's like sixteen years old. Uh but the the way if he develops the way that it looks like he might, um, he may very well be our starting goalkeeper in twenty twenty six. Yeah, and yeah. I like Matt Turner. But I like my turn too. But he may very well be. So I think if you were gonna throw a sort of curve ball at goalkeeper, that's what I would have done. Again, he's 16, so like he's got hopefully plenty of World Cups to go to. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, that's my that's my take at goalkeeper. Um, anything else you want to say about the, the goalkeepers? No, no. I just wanted to them. I don't to expect them. I don't expect barring injury anyone other than Turner to play.
1: No, I really hope not. But let's hope he doesn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. Barring injury, I don't expect anyone
0: else. To play. Midfielders. Yeah. Um. Midfielders. Woo-hoo. Um. Aronson, okay. Adams, McKinney, Musa.
1: Fantastic. Uh, Those, are <laughs> Those are the only ones who should
0: play. Those are the four of them are four of the best five players. <laughs> um. In the team. On the team, in the national team pool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. In my opinion. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I will say I was pleased to see Luca Delatore. Torre. Um, I thought he wasn't going to be healthy for the World Cup. He yeah, I picked up sure a relatively either. minor injury recently, so I was not confident that he was going to be healthy and be chosen for the squad. But I'm very glad that he is. I, he's another young guy. He's in, uh, he plays for Vigo um, in Spain. Yeah, um, sorry,
1: I should have included him in my he should be allowed
0: to play. Uh he, yeah, I think he's a good option to have off the bench. I don't I think expect he's good, him to really yes, be starting yes, at all, yes, but yes, I think yes, it's a good yes. sort of depth option to have off the bench. Um, you know, in case somebody goes down injured or just to sort of to rest, give some guys like, a rest you know, later like, in the game. Or also for if something like if you have a game where you can, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, so I'm happy to see him on the roster. Um Kellen Acosta we knew was going to be there um, because he's kind of the only other guy in the national team pool who plays a defensive midfielder position. Yeah. Um, I think he's also a veteran of the, of the national team. I honestly don't have that much of an issue with him being on the roster. I don't know because I don't think even in qualifiers and sort of friendlies leading up to it, he doesn't really play unless they're resting Adams or Adams is hurt. So I'm yeah. not super concerned about his inclusion. I and agree. there's not anyone I can think of off the top of my head that I would have included instead of him. Yeah. Yeah. However, the other midfielder that yes. was included, on. Fuck out of here. Like, Fuck why? Why? Fuck out of here with
1: that.
0: One. If that
1: man is Why? ever on the pitch, I'm turning the TV off.
0: Not actually. He has no business being no, in this team.
1: No especially business. Especially
0: at the at the expense of Malik Tillman. Agreed. 100% agree. That's my that's I just, my I just I can't Malik I don't Tillman understand. Mal- Malik Tillman would have been a Luka Dellatorre style player where no is he's not going to start he's not going to start no. and he shouldn't start, but he's a player you can bring off the bench. And I had hoped perhaps that maybe he wasn't listed in the midfielders because Malik Tillman was going to be listed in the forwards. Um, Cause he kind of plays that sort of, is he a midfielder? Is he a forward? There's a bunch of guys on the roster that you're like, is he a midfielder? Is he a forward? Um, Aronson uh, is the most obvious one in this list of midfielders. Um, Aronson is the most obvious one there, but, Again, like, why? The other reason I have a problem with the on inclusion is that Malik Tillman, uh, not only just Malik Tillman, but, like, you have a lot of guys. Aronson, obviously, is a very versatile player, but a lot of these guys on the listed as us forwards um, who we'll talk about in a moment, but, you know, Pulisic, Reina, yeah. they can play as midfielders or as forwards. Exactly. I mean, I just... So you've got... I, I, yeah. Our attacking players are very versatile, and even our outside backs so like scally can play as a winger um yeah. Destin Destin, and oh, obviously anthony robinson are both going to play as outside backs but in theory they're, they're
1: both good outside good back both and forward. Bomb forward
0: they're offensive yeah. outside backs yeah so like what do you need christian revolve for
1: nothing nothing except to fill your mls quota
0: yeah so yeah. that's <laughs> fuck that um right. yeah fuck that um <laughs> So let's My talk God. about the forwards. Yes. Okay.
1: I have thoughts, as you know. So there about, are: say, Pulisic, Reyna, Weya, Sargent. Fantastic.
0: I'm glad that Sargent got his call up. I think he deserved it. He's been yes. playing really well for Norwich. He's in a good run of form. I think he absolutely deserves a call up. I'm pleased that he got it. One hundred percent. I'm also was surprised about Haji, right? Um, but much too. like Tim Reem, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, I agree. He's not someone that we've really talked about in the national team pool in a while because it's been like ages since he got called up. Really? Um, yes. So that's like a surprise inclusion. But he's in a pretty good run. I believe he plays in Turkey. Um, plays somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's in Turkey. But he's in a pretty good run of form right now. Um, and so I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad I'm about I'm not it. mad about that. No. The two that, of course, we are predictably angry about um, are Ferreira and Morris. I think Morris much more than Ferreira. Yes. Now, Ferreira, I don't think has – Ferrera has produced results for the U.S. Men's National Team before, so, like, fine. I don't like it. There are two players that I would include over him, um. I think you can probably guess who those are, but we'll talk about them in a second. Um, But I could accept Ferreira. Jordan Morris is inexplicable to me. He didn't even have a good MLS season. No. No, he He didn't. He scored like seven goals. He scored like seven goals in 30 games. Like he didn't even have a good MLS season. No.
1: It's ridiculous. So like make it make sense.
0: I, I even if he it would have been silly even if he had a good MLS season, but he didn't even have a good MLS season. No, so you cannot explain this one to me in a way that makes sense. No, you no can. One can He apparently uh, he apparently scored seven goals in thirty games. That's ridiculous. What are you doing on the, what are you doing as a forward when we? What's have he gonna Ricardo do? He's Ricardo gonna Pepe, come on when we have Ricardo Pepe and yeah. Jordan P. Fox sitting their asses at home now. Yeah, who are both scoring in Europe. Like, what are you talking about? Tfak is not quite in the form he was, you know, six weeks ago, but still better than Jordan Morris. And Pepe also, Pepe's in pretty good form right now, first of all. I get that he didn't have the best performances when he played for the U.S. Men's National Team, but this man single-handedly, Pepe basically single-handedly got us through qualifiers. Yeah, he... He, he saved Greg's did. job
1: in South America. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I, I will take maybe that. I, also, it's not like Jordan Morris has been fucking playing. Like, it doesn't matter. That's like, what I mean. He hasn't he played in, ever months, he wasn't on in that the- field. He's ever on the pitch during one of these World yeah. Cup. The floor will have fallen through the ground and the world will be done. Yeah. I,
0: or we definitely won't if, be winning if that's the case. No, we won't. The only reason he should see the field is if we're up for nothing. Five, five nothing. And even then, he shouldn't see the field. But I will say the other. There was one person who was excluded that I was pleasantly surprised to see excluded, uh, which is Paul Areola. Fuck that guy. So happy uh, I don't that... have to hear about him.
1: I the fact that we can eliminate at least a few of them is nice. At
0: least he's not in it, man. That's why I kept telling him, I'm like, it could have been worse. Ariola could have been in the squad, man. Like, so yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. So uh, I think we've been through uh, now who's on the roster, who we think shouldn't be on the roster, and who we think should be on there instead. But in case you missed it to run around, um, the snubs that we think should have been on the roster are uh, Stefan, Pepe, Malik Tillman, Peefock, Palmer Brown or or McKenzie, but we prefer McKenzie. Um, and then I said I would have brought, uh, if you weren't going to bring Stefan, I would have brought uh, G- uh Gabriel Slanina. Uh, yeah, there are, in my opinion, four players who should never, for any reason, see the field. Yes, on this squad. Yeah, Morris. Hold on. Aaron Long and Shaq Moore the four of them should never see the field they should never. not touch the field at all there are three more guys who should not play unless somebody very specific gets injured or we are already deeply up in a game or we're already qualified out of our group yes. and that would be Acosta Yedlin and Ferreira. agreed here is my my starting eleven out of this squad. We're probably going to agree. Is not, this is not who Greg is going to start. No, because but this is we not, have Greg's takes, is But I, it's really you. only one. It's really, <laughs> it really only is. one. I know it really, it really is, is, is only one. Only it's one a hot, hot take. It's take. probably probably nine. Uh, we probably have nine out of t- at least nine out of ten. Yeah, of we have
1: stars. nine out of ten.
0: Look. And I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen instead. But I'm going to say it anyway. Here is my hope. here's my starting eleven. Turner in goal across the back. Starting at our our right back is Dest. We have got Zimmerman, Ream, Anthony Robinson. Hell the back. yeah! Woo! Adams anchors that midfield. His two attackers are McKinney and Musa. That should never change. <laughs> That's the obvious starting midfield. There's there's no obvious. I don't think there's really any debate about that. Don't touch it. As long as everybody's healthy, don't touch that midfield. Yeah. Um, My starting front line is where we get a little controversial. Hell yeah, because it wouldn't be a good podcast without some controversy. (laughs) Um, I have Sargent as my starting number nine. I don't think that's that hot of a take. I think of the nines that are on this squad, he's clearly in the best form. So he's my starting number nine. Uh, maybe Haji right off the bench if we need to yes agree. um my two wingers I got Reyna on the right yeah and my hot take is Harrison is starting on the left so that does mean that Christian Pulsic is on the bench I will um, say so that I will just take. say if anyone has been watching the
1: Premier League however there shouldn't be a hot take in who is currently playing better between Aronson and Pulisic. Who's in better form right who now? Who is in better form? Aronson, without a question. And he's if you're gonna play Sargent right as your number nine, I'd rather have Aronson in. Pulisic didn't do anything in the game against Arsenal when he came in.
0: Absolutely nothing. He missed. He missed. He's missed some really. Now here's the thing. I, I will not deny Christian Pulisic does have a habit of showing up clutch for the U.S. men's national team. Sure. I will not deny that. That is absolutely true. He may very well turn up big time, and I am I will be delighted if he does. I think, point blank, not just on current form, point blank, I think Brendan Aronson is a better player. I but fully agree. Fully I think agree. Brendan Aronson is better than Christian Pulisic, full stop. Yeah. But even if you don't think that, you can't say that he's not in better form right now
1: no absolutely not you can't absolutely it's not, not
0: possible no
1: And um, my question is are you are you really going to what well, we can discuss reign is in really good form right now too he's actively playing, playing starting really well. for dortmund again would rather have him up when it's like a than Pulisic. yep so who do you do you think they take out
0: sergeant i mean they could play a false so nine here's here's my thing the only way I accept the only thing that I would concede okay fair fine that's fair enough there are two sort of things that I can say okay I will accept those those edits to that starting 11 I just said and as one is if you move Aaronson Aronson or Reyna but Aaronson yeah into play the false nine and Christian Pulisic on the left wing yeah I'm okay with yeah. that I'm okay with that yeah I just don't think you can I just think you have to start Brendan Aaronson. <laughs>
1: no, I do. Um, too. I mean, I just don't think like he's playing every game in the Premier League and every. He's playing too. He's, defender is fucking annoyed with him.
0: Like <laughs> he's playing too well. He's playing too well
1: to not him and Adams have a connect. Like there's just like yeah. you want that.
0: You, you I like, you're physically at not have him on the play, pitch. Yeah that's that's my thing so okay if you want to slide him into playing the false nine and put Air uh, pull stick on the wing all right i'm fine with that i am actually even would not be big mad if you put Weya in instead of reyna i prefer reyna over Weya, but it's a different style of winger yeah so if you want to play if you want to play with Weya instead of reyna i'm okay with it i wouldn't do it but i'm okay with it i right? wonder so yeah. The- yeah yeah I but think... it depends on. I do think it depends on who you're playing against. Yeah, that's what I is. think I say, playing yeah. England, playing England, Reina is the better option Amen. because England has fast right backs or fast outside backs, so the speed thing isn't going to help you as much. I don't know as much about Wales. Does not have the fastest back line, so no. Waya might be a better choice for that instance. Not that Reyna is slow, but Wea is. Quick, Fast. so that's, you know, there's, there's a tactical yeah. aspect to Waya versus Reyna that I can understand. You know, it changing game to game. I'm okay with that sort of edit. The only other thing is, I'm okay with perhaps Cameron Carter-Vickers sliding in for either Zimmerman or Tim Ream. Um, yeah. I would choose Zimmerman, but I'd be okay with Ream too. Yeah, um, to give the back line a little bit more foot speed. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: So I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Um, so those are the those are I think the sort of things um i also think you know it it depends on who you're playing so there's sort of there's some things that you can tweak but i think that's my starting 11 um i would i would accept substitutions for Weya to to reyna um sergeant pulling out for aronson to play nine and pulse to play the left wing or cameron carter vickers at either um center back position i would expect um I think that De La Torre, uh, Haji Wright, and Scali, uh are all really, and Joe Scali are all good options to have on your bench to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just sort of late in games if it's rough or whatever. Um, I actually really like Luca De La Torre. I think he's. Yeah. I like he's sort of got a. I don't know. I think he could
1: get like if you need something late in the game, like seventieth minute or whatever. I think he has
0: potential I think he has a physical presence um yeah. that he can bring and I just I like I like his, his little swag so you know I'm, yeah. I'm there for it I'm happy to see him come off the bench I think Haji Wright is a guy who can get you a goal late in a game off the bench I'm happy to see that one Joe Scali I think probably will be more of a um save somebody's legs he's not going to come in to to change the game because I just think he's not young he's not older experienced enough for that he's yeah. also uh, an outside back but he could come in to be like okay this game is is done and dusted or we've we're up two goals in this game we want to let Anthony Robinson you know rest for 25 minutes
1: yeah. Joe like,
0: Scally can handle that you know what I mean so so that's my sort of opinion on that um yeah, I would agree. Do you have any anything else you want to say about that?
1: No, because I basically agree with you. Um, I think we will both be shocked if Pulisic does not start. However, yes, I stand steadfast by this, by my by our point. Um, and I know a couple other people. I just think do it's as well. yeah. So I'm sorry. I I, I take think Chris it's actually more than yeah. ever now because of when the World Cup is positioned and. Yep. I just
0: don't. I, ju- I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see. Because while I while I turned off the ESPN thing when they do- were done announcing the roster and they were going to bring halter on to talk because I didn't want to listen to him speak um, because he annoys the shit out of me, um, I did see a couple of things about the things that he said. So um, he apparently said that when choosing this – this is ironic um, – no. When choosing the squad, he he cared a lot about current form. No. This is, of course, ironic when we're talking about the inclusions of particularly Long and Jordan Morris and Ferreira, to be frank. Um, Agreed. As opposed to Pepe, Tillman, and Peafock, because now you just sound like you're full of shit, uh, Greg, yeah, because it. what are you talking about, current form? Are you on crack? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> what, like, what are you talking about?
1: I um, don't, I like, don't listen to the man talk because I don't understand him. Like, are you paying attention? Which I think the answer yeah, is well, not. Any-
0: anyway, that's apparently what he said. Um, there good. There were some rumors, very unconfirmed, but there were some rumors floating around that Pepe picked up an injury and that's why he wasn't included. I don't buy that personally. I don't buy that. Either. Um, I just think we would know. Like, we would have known know if there was, a, if he had, even if it was a minor yeah. niggling thing, like, we would know. Um, yeah. And I think he would have said, Pepe would have said something, the, a la the way Chris Richards did. Um, like, Chris Richards said, I'm not playing, I'm hurt. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? and Pepe did not say, I'm not playing, I'm hurt. So, it seems to be, and this is not just U.S. team, but it seems to be, by and large, the players who are injured and know they can't play are seemingly this week. They've all been an out. Yeah, I'm yeah. injured and I can't play and I'm sad about it. Um, that sounds mocking I, that I don't mean to say that to mock them. I just mean they're all saying along those lines. They're saying I'm so sad. I can't play because I'm hurt. Um, exactly before they're like the rosters drop um so that i guess i think it's it's probably strategic both for the players and for the sort of good of the national team in the sense that people don't get worked up about xyz player being included over xyz player because they're injured um yeah so i do think it's sort of a a pr strategic thing to it too um but i so for that reason i don't really buy the uh, a peppy injury i don't think he's hurt um, I think he was just snubbed. Um, yeah, and yeah, I will say, like chatter on social media wise. there are some people who are very pessimistic about this group. I don't think I'm that pessimistic about it in the sense that I think all the key players are here, all the guys yeah. who are best eleven in the in. Barring people who are injured, um, and so it's out of you know, you can't gr- you can't blame Greg Burhalter for Chris Richards being injured, like, he would have been in the squad had he been healthy, yeah. But I think b- outside of injury, our best 11 is in this 26 man roster, yeah. So, yeah, there are guys here who should definitely not be here. But I think at the end of the day, the guys who should be here instead of the guys that shouldn't are not guys that would have been starting, in my opinion. There are guys who would have been better to have for squad players um, and would have been better for deeper ones. But at the end of the day, I don't know that the U.S. is going super deep in this competition. And so maybe squad depth doesn't really ultimately matter. Yeah, I I mean,
1: but yeah. I don't. I. I predict. Do I? Yeah. Hopefully that we get out of our group. That really is all predicated on what the hell Wales does, and I don't know what to think of Gareth Bale at the moment. So who knows? That's a really good point. <laughs> like, uh, listen, no. the U.S. needs to beat Wales. They need to beat them. That that's really what they have to do. Point blank.
0: Like, if the U.S. You, beats Wales, they can lose to England. Yeah. And you know, hopefully not fuck up the
1: last one. But
0: yeah, and it'll be. But I actually think it'll be interesting. I actually think I genuinely think that the eleven that I listed out, even with any of the sort of edit, you know, acceptable Edits. edits, um, I said acceptable edits. I think that team could, if they are playing well, they could upset England. Yeah, well I think also
1: it depends on who the hell England has out yeah, there. It depends point.
0: on which ver it depends on which version of England rolls up. But and like, has who's been even a on the, bit of the a squad. mess?
1: Well, England's just a mess because of oh my god. I mean, like, talk about a team decimated by injury. I mean, Southgate is Southgate, but still, like, they're deep. Well, the interesting
0: thing of- about the interesting thing about England is I think a lot of England fans, and I don't want to but just based on sort of social media chatter, it seems like a lot of England fans feel about Southgate the way American fans feel about Bertholter. Yeah. So we can um, during
1: that game all uh be a misery to our coaches are
0: stupid. It's the we hate our coaches countries. Um I don't think Wales hates their coach though. So okay. well I that I meant that we when England and, and oh yeah US play each other. It's the we hate our coaches' country. Game. Um, um We'll see. I think they're both coaches who are probably going to get fired after the World Cup. I think um, that
1: both teams are probably <laughs> like that. Um, anyway, my point being is is that even if the U.S. does get out of their group, I don't really see them going past the round of 16, but maybe I'm personally the, surprised. like
0: FIFA, you know how like FIFA does that like predictor thing? Sure. Um, where they predict the bracket. Yeah, that predicted the U.S. that U.S. gets out of their group, beats Senegal in the round of 16, and then lost to France in the quarterfinals. Um, that scenario, I think, is entirely dependent on whether or not Saudi Mane is playing. But that is Senegal. Senegal winning <laughs> their group, then. Yeah
1: which i don't think would happen and i think that if we do get second and we play it also has it also
0: has portugal playing in the final so so it means nothing you're saying no but it has argentina winning so i'm hoping it's right <laughs> what okay they
1: totally did that cuz they want to be like messi ronaldo final to no, end all finals
0: the thing. the, the- the thing about that is that whatever it is the fifa whatever predictor thing that it does i don't know if it's an ai it's always or if it's right isn't actually it actually does it but it's been right for the last three world cups it's just been right about the winner though not it's just been right about the winner not the rest of it but the winner is, is correctly predicted the winner the last three world cups so
1: i'm not getting my hopes up about wood. argentina this is i'm not getting note. my hopes up either this is a side note. Some documentary thing came out about their like Copa America run. I haven't watched it yet, but I feel like it might be entertaining. And you know, I, might I you yeah, I do want to
0: watch that. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, sorry, we're derailling. Anyway. But who knows what the U.S. is going to do? I think if the lineup plus edits is played, we have a shot.
0: I think that if the guys are, are the guys are playing well, um. And I will say, in my opinion, this group has done a good job of showing up when they needed to. Pulisic is, a, and Pulisic and McKinney and are most notably, in my opinion, guys yes. who have really shown up for the U.S. in clutch moments.
1: I agree. Um,
0: so, I could imagine both of them and a couple other players, you know, coming up pretty big time. We haven't seen Reyna really click with this team in a while because he's had some injury issues but he's looking really really good at Dorman right now and i i am
1: i wouldn't say
0: yeah i'm cautiously optimistic what what sort of the only thing i think that will really frustrate me and i think is not unlikely is that greg plays Brendan Aronson as a super sub.
1: Yeah. And I think that all of us who pay attention, you know, to the Premier League will probably yell and anger and annoyance. He I, I am... think right now is the best
0: play. Well,
1: yeah. Maybe I the said best earlier the-
0: I said earlier, I think there is a strong, I think it is not even an argument he's top five players in the in the national team pool. Not just on this team, in the national team pool. I agree. I think there is all there is I think that's not even questionable that he's top 5 player. Not a question pool. at all. I think there's a strong argument to be made that he's a very strong argument to be made that he's top 3, that the top 3. And I think there is a really strong argument to be made that the two best players in the national team pool right now in current form right now are the two beats players, are Adams I and Aaron. I fully agree. I fully agree. I think there's that's my if you ask me who are the best two players in, on the U.S. men's national team right now I'm saying Adam Sarason. yeah, and I think and I think there's a really strong argument to be made right now in in terms of current form. I, think, I agree. Period. I think there's an argument to be made. Period, but I think there's a really strong argument in current form that those are the best two players on this roster.
1: Look, they're doing it against Liverpool. What else do you want for them?
0: Listen, if nothing else, we have seen head head to head Aronson annoy the absolute shit out of English defenders.
1: Yep. Exactly. He there's I I I, I don't think I mean again, Greg Burhalter, idiot. I cannot fathom the situation where he's not a starter on this team. I
0: I can't. And anyone who
1: doesn't and thinks he should be a super stub is obviously not watching the Premier League.
0: There, I think they're just. I think people who don't think that he should start over Pulisic are just still caught up in seventeen-year-old Christian Pulisic. I agree. Yeah. When that is not, and I understand that because at the time he was all we had. All that is not have. the lands. That is not the landscape not of how this it team is anymore. anymore.
1: Nope.
0: I think when everybody is playing their best, it's hard to delineate a top five, a top three, because I think Agreed. you've got Adams, Aronson, McKinney, Musa, and Reyna. Yep. I would agree. I think it's. I think when everybody is healthy and playing at their best, it's hard to delineate those five. Yep. I would personally I think probably say Raina Aronson Adams. Top yeah, three. If As everybody's Raina, healthy and playing form, at their
1: best. If Raina's playing, he's healthy and his in like Yes, that's, good. That's yeah. a
0: that's a everybody that's yeah, they're I, I their would. Best I think I would agree with the Raina thing. I think McKen McKenney is number five. Out of that group, if if everybody yeah. is, yeah, I think I think Gio Reyna when and I love Brendan Aaron. I think I think that Gio Reyna when he is healthy and playing his best is the best player in the setup.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before,
0: like a I, long time ago yes probably a
1: while ago we talked about it and when he I, was like fully healthy for an extended period of time
0: i think where where gio reina and brendan aronson sort of they're different they're not the same type of player they're not so you know yeah. it's hard to compare. but gio reina there's not a lot that brendan aronson can do that gio Reyna can't do yeah um aronson probably has a bit of an edge on, in terms of just overall motor um, I think yeah. maybe the only person in world football who has better motor than Brendan Aaronson is Bernardo Silva. Yeah, could be true. It runs like a maniac. I don't so argue like, with that statement. And that's just a side comment, but Brendan Aronson, yeah. you know, maybe has the edge in terms of that. I think I, Brendan Aaronson delivers great balls. He's a good passer, however, and he's a good dribbler. Gio Reyna is an elite dribbler. Elite, yeah. Gio Reyna will thread balls that you... Gio Reyna's passing vision is unreal. And then the one thing that you can't do anything about, Gio Reyna is big. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about Aaronson being
1: skinny as all hell. And, and not that being a little guy... He
0: also might put on some muscle and that might do him some good that yeah that's not saying being a little guy obviously does not preclude you from being a phenomenal player just yeah. look at Lionel Messi and then we all know how good Phil Foden is because I never shut the fuck up about it um she, like, never, does. Also, she like, never does you don't need to be big to be good but yeah there, if you can be if you are technique are as good technically as a little guy and also big it's lovely we do love that So I think that Reyna at his peak is better than anybody else out there.
1: I do agree with that. I do agree. I, I, and I think he's, I mean, honestly, thank God he's back for Dortmund. And, you know, he's playing really well, honestly, him and Bellingham together. Lovely.
0: Lovely. Good stuff. So I'm actually fairly optimistic about um, the U.S. team. And uh... if Greg Berhalter doesn't fuck it up, I actually think that we can get out of the group. I say that now. Yeah, there was there was one other thing that I wanted to say real quick before we wrap up on the U.S. Men's National Team, and that is this is the second-youngest World Cup, like, average age of a World Cup squad that the U.S. has ever fielded. Thank um, God. The average age is 25 years and 175 days. Um, the last the only squad to have been younger than them was, I think they said the 19 – 1996? Not six, eight. I think it was 92. I think it was the 92 squad. Yeah, that would
1: make sense because it was in
0: 98, not 96. There was no Whatever, I don't don't know, 94, whatever years it was. I'm trying to remember what it was in. It was in
1: 2002. So it would have been 98 and
0: 92. 94. Sorry, I can't do math. Yikes. I think it's the 94, or maybe it was the 1990 squad. I couldn't tell. I don't know. One of the squads in the 90s. This is before we were born. <laughs> One of the squads from before There's we were born. There's a reason why we don't know this. There's a reason why we don't know what year the World Cups were in the 90s. Because we were born in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway. anyway, I think We'd that, love um, to see
1: youth. Just think in four years time where we might be. Just a take a yep. moment. Take a deep breath. Think about it. And then remember, we're not there yet. And we have to suffer through this first. But yep. anyway, with that, I think we're done. It's a long one. We do apologize.
0: That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.